everybody and welcome back to the Talking Wolves podcast, a brand new episode uh, today as we will be reviewing the last few fixtures for Wolves and obviously loads of questions from you guys at home as well. Hopefully a bit more of a positive podcast uh, today as there have been zero defeats since the last time uh, we met and had a chat. Uh, my name is Dave, alongside me today as you can see we've got Finn. Finn, how's it going man? Yeah, alright, thanks mate. It's... Um... About as good as it's going to get at the moment, isn't it? Just sorry to be negative, but we'll, we'll enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> That's exactly, exactly. Uh, and uh, returning after he, he missed the podcast last time out, Matt Cooper. Matt, how's it going, mate? Oh, it's brilliant to be back, mate. And um, it's, it, I'm glad it's going to be a fairly positive one. Yeah, for for a change. I know people tend to. Uh, I think it was especially the end of last season when Wolves missed out on Europe and stuff, and we were a little bit downbeat and so on and the transfer window I think we did one at one point where there wasn't much coming through and people seem to comment like why are you so negative but mm. today we should have a bit more of a positive one um on the topic of obviously lockdown and so on I know um Finn sort of alluded to it there just to let you know I'm sure all of our DMs will be open talking walls DMs are open on Instagram Facebook Twitter or whatever so if you ever need someone to chat to uh, or you ever want to you know talk about walls to anyone obviously I'm sure all of us will be very very happy to uh, to talk to you lot. Darcy's arm though. Darcy's arm so, not. Finding <laughs> <laughs> times tough, but yeah, Darcy Darcy Morris, her DMs are not open. Um, they're locked by. <laughs> yeah, I someone, um, someone will be seeking refuge in Darcy's DMs. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we are delighted once again though to be uh, sponsored for this podcast by the guys at Manscaped, the number one company for men's grooming. Um, they sponsored us for the last one. Of course, we we got a couple of kits sent out as well. Yeah, we did. We've for got, us to use. Got the, the yeah, razor. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. it's great for shaving your bollocks. Um, <laughs> obviously, that's what it's for. It's for your for your knackers, and yeah, it just doesn't nick them. Um, I mean, no one's really seen mine at the minute, but I think they look great. It's the best. It's the best nick they've ever been. Well, they've, they've ever been in really. It's the first time I've ever done anything with them. Um, so yeah, I'm re- I'm really pleased with it. Hopefully, when I do find a lucky lady or fella, um, it's gonna it's gonna come in come into great use. But yeah, if you use code Talking Walls, you'll get I don't know why you're laughing. Uh, you, you'll um, you'll get twenty percent off and free shipping. They do all sorts of stuff as well, like ball deodorant. If your knackers absolutely stink like Dave's does, I know that firsthand. Um, so <laughs> I have used the deodorant to test it. And it's all right to be fair. Is it, it smells really does nice. Does it make your so. balls smell any better? My, 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 I thought I it mean, smelled fantastic. Don't smell anyway, but yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it does add an extra inch though. Once you've used the razor, does it? I add an extra inch. Yeah, bloody hell. That's that's just the only thing, if you though, use the code. We'll be doing it four times a day. <laughs> well, only be two inches <laughs> and that's in the warm I don't know how, how small it's going to be in the cold Christ oh, but yeah. a g- game, a Sunday league game in the winter bloody hell oh, like a button mushroom but yeah it's um, <laughs> yeah but super, superb bit of kit and um, it keeps me knackers nice and bald so yeah if you're a fan of bald knackers then Manscaped's the, the place to be yeah. Well, we'll leave a link in the uh, description of the podcast if you would like, as Matt calls them, bald knackers. But yeah, uh, ball toner, ball deodorant, all the works. Well, let's move on. But yeah, Manscaped, uh, big thanks to them for supporting us. And as I say, a link in the description uh, for them. But lads, it's three games to recap on. It's Leeds United, Newcastle and Crystal Palace. We'll kick off with that game against Leeds United. Matt, first half, 
it, it, we turned into a bit of a. Well, I went on social media. It was a bit of a war zone after that first half performance. Oh my god! What did you make it, of that? So bad. <laughs> it was so bad. I I tweeted like halfway through for like for the first half. Like I genuinely don't remember then Don Cromartini touching the ball. <laughs> like the mid midfield has just been overrun so much and. It looked to me like we'd gone backwards and seeing the previous fixtures that we played in where we'd been less than convincing, I thought Leeds were going to be a, a massive test and we just looked, we looked shell-shocked, we looked really dodgy defensively. Saïs at left wing back looked, didn't look good at all, it wasn't sticking up top, midfield was nowhere and I thought we... we this Wolves 5.9.2.4, whatever it is, <laughs> beta Pie. version. He's, yeah, he's... Alpha. Yeah, just, he's not working and we've gone backwards. But perhaps it was part of the game plan to contain Leeds. And I know, obviously, the second half was much better. But then Donker said himself, like, he's spoken to, to Kevin De Bruyne. And he said, like, they go man for man for the first 30 minutes, 45 minutes. But can't keep it up all game. They'll leave gaps. And that's exactly what happened. So I'd like to think that it was all part of the game plan. But aesthetically, the first half, it was an absolute shit show. I don't know what you thought of it, Finn. I, I can't have been great on the old vlog. Uh, on the old vlog. <laughs> vlog or vlog? No. Vlog or vlog or <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. so a reach to get that one to 10 minutes. But um, but no, yeah, it was. It, <laughs> you can say like the first half was by design. I think the overall game plan was, and we were lucky that it, it, it we got to nil-nil basically at half time. But. Obviously, you can plan to sit back, but you can't plan to not be able to, as you say, not find the midfield with any, like, not be able to get out at all, not give yourself a little breather. And in that sense, we were lucky, I think. I think Bamford had a few chances as one that actually went in, but um, obviously, our impeccable offside trap, as we found in the last few games, has been uh, been working okay. But no, yeah, it was um, an awful, awful first half, as seems to be a common thing apart from the latest game. And you just sort of. I sort of I don't get too mad at half times because I've seen it too many times that we just I don't know what it is. What does he do at half time? We were just talking before, Dave, about what Warnock sometimes did in the changing rooms. Does Nuno does Nuno <laughs> get it out? What does he do? Does he use manscape? Well, That's a thing. I, I, yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> Um I, I found that for years though with Wolves, mm. not just with Nuno, but like even with Kenny Jacket, like when we were in League One there was sometimes where yeah, they'd finish nil nil as well. In the first half. Yeah. <laughs> But <laughs> they were crap in the first half. And then second half, we'd be like a different team. Mm. Um, but this one, I think Nuno, he'd, he'd set up with that. For, like There was a purpose design, we'd yeah. set up with that. But, but like you say, it was a risk because Leeds came close once or twice, didn't they, in that first half. And, you know, if you go in with that game plan and you go in one or two goals behind at half-time, mm. then... You know, you, you're relying on yourself to go for it and score two or three goals, and it it is a little bit of a risk. But I remember it was a similar reaction to when we played Besiktas in Turkey last year, and we were so deep that game, like we played so defensive. And social media again was just like a war zone, and I remember looking at it and thinking, like, are people just expecting us to go all out attack in Turkey? You know, like this, the atmosphere that was there as well. I do on Christmas um, Day. But- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and all man. the trimmings. <laughs> <laughs> Just go all out um, and attack the turkey, Matt. Yeah, nice one, man. We'll do. <laughs> oh, get a bit of pigs in blankets. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, in terms of like, in hindsight, now you look at it, Matt, do you think it was a, a masterclass by Nuno? Or? I mean, he's got to take some credit, but I mean, 
Leeds, for all the possession they had, I know they had the goal disallowed, but I don't know. Like, I don't think I don't think they were that convincing. Did they had the goal disallowed. Yeah, Bamford header. Yeah. Oh, that was it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. when he like looped it back in from a, a corner. Mm. I didn't. We had the best chance of the game, uh, the best chance of the half. With Pedenta, he should have scored. We could have gone in 1-0 up. Yeah, um, should have, yeah. And this whole Leeds love affair is just, it's embarrassing. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's like, they're a, they're an average side. They, they they really are. And they'll beat they will beat teams and cause a few upsets for teams who turn up half-arsed because they're so, they're so fit and they will run you ragged. But it's... They they played they get Liverpool on the first day and it's like oh they've scored three goals at Anfield they're title contenders and it's just it's just the media running away with things and they obviously see Bielsa as like a bit of a sweetheart and revolutionary but what has he won? That's a that's a topic for another day. He's won a few trophies in Argentina and don't don't get it. I know Pep and that idolise him and and whatnot, but I'm still not. Overly, I'm still not overly convinced about him and that Leeds team. But you've got to give credit to Wolves because you know Leeds. Like, even though I've just said that, they do make it difficult. And like I said, if you don't turn up, they they will they will beat some teams in in this league who are who are probably better than them. So I think in the second half there was there was only one team who looked like winning it to be honest, and and that was Wolves. They really did pick pick it up and take the game to Leeds, and Leeds again looked like what we did in the first half, a bit shell shocked, and we. Even when even when we scored and sat back a bit deeper, which gives me kittens got like all the time. <laughs> which with they Leeds didn't really look like scoring again. And I thought I thought Cody was excellent. I thought Kilman was excellent. I thought Dendonka and Martinio grew into the game and really controlled that midfield and null that they didn't need to nullify Phillips. They let him have the ball, which a lot of teams don't, and he couldn't hurt us. So I think credit to the team and credit to Nuno for that one. Oh, well, you t- you spoke about Kilman there, Finn. Kilman came in obviously the game before against Fulham I think surprised a few people kept his place in the team so did Sace which surprised a few people but Kilman ended up getting man of the match and he kept Helder Costa very very quiet yeah well it, the thing is with him it's, it was, it's now or never isn't it really with the the age that he's at I didn't realise he's actually like, upon those performances he, he's a little bit older yeah, yeah I didn't realise I was looking because well. it was did Marcus Rashford tw- turn 22 the other day I thought god Kilman's older than Rashford and yeah because he hasn't yeah, played that many times you um, he, mm-hmm. you still see him as, as very young but no yeah it, it, it has to happen around now he's got all the attributes as we've seen in the last few games and for an English left footed ball playing centre half he has 10 good games and that's 60, 70 million so it's really promising, mm. and I can't see Sace getting back in there until he does something major, which I can't see him doing because he's just so calm. He's like up oh, Bolly esque, isn't he? How he's just so calm, <clears> doesn't <throat> seem phased by anything. So it's really promising. This is a mad shout. Go on. Do you think Kilman could sake. be with? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Kilman will he be could holding be the jewels remain within a shout of an England call up this month? Oh, not this, this month. month. No, no, not this month, but. The Euros, maybe next 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 break. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that Cody and Kilman just like the heart Morgan of that Gibbs White after his yeah, successful Euros. loan spell at Swansea. Oh. Get them all on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't think he's in with a shout and the, the England call up. Uh, if he if he plays, yeah, uh, if he plays the way he's played okay, so far if, if, for the rest of the season, then he's a dead cert for an England call up because mm. that's probably the area where England really lack. A quality, quality player. Um, yeah, I think that's why we've gone to a five because Southgate doesn't trust any of them in a two. 
mm. uh, back two. <laughs> so that's why he's playing the, yeah. like the five at the back, which is fair enough. But it's great for Wolves because if that means we're playing a five at the back, then Cody starts every single game. He's got to. But uh, Kilman's done really well. It's important not to get ahead of ourselves and think he's going to be the next coming because I think all football fans do. Like They have a youngster who comes through the ranks, has two or three good games, which they yeah. they have been good games. And they'll be like, oh my God, he's the best thing since sliced bread. Just persevere with him. He's still, he's still young. He's not had a lot of first-team experience. He's going to make mistakes. He's going to have inconsistencies. But the signs are, are, are promising. So hopefully he, he does continue to develop at the rate he has because if he does, then he could be a valuable asset. And getting getting ahead of ourselves, just like Matt said, don't do. Do you remember like when Italy played that back three, but it was Buffon, Chiellini, Bonucci, and someone that so they all played for Juve, so they knew what they were doing. If you've got Cody and Kilman in there yeah. for England, so they know their jobs in a back three, maybe that might help him. I don't know, but I I, I would like to see it because as you say, if we had like a twenty year old English striker coming through now, you go well, Calvert Lewin, Kane. Ings that are already there or a winger but centre-back is the area where we're lacking so mm-hmm. you never know but if he keeps his head down like he seems to do then you never know I've never heard him yeah, open I'll... his mouth he, does, he seems a bit yeah. of a peculiar character mm. like he just Dude, doesn't killed... yeah, like he just doesn't speak someone said he was like the one of the jokers in the dressing Can't room but I've it, never seen no. him nah I've never seen him talk <laughs> I don't know what like, when, when, we, when like. we score he runs up and he's just like deadpan like just like, like <laughs> yeah. just doesn't smile <laughs> it's ridiculous <laughs> But um, yeah. it's a bit of a silent assassin, but yeah, it, it's encouraging. And he's made that left centre half position his own. And I think Nuno's got a lot of loyalties with Sace, but with Aitan Nuri having such a great debut, which we'll come on to, mm. and Kilman doing really well, I'm afraid Sace is going to have to drop to the bench. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, that, well, I think uh, Southgate was at that game as well, the, the Leeds game. I am going to stop talking about England call-ups because I'm I know, pretty sure Dave. before everyone thought Courtney House and Dominic Iorfa were going to be a future England back to and Danny Bart Robbed. as well, so we'll stop talking about it just in case. <laughs> <laughs> um, we will move on to the next game, though, but a brilliant three points, by the way. Not really spoke about the goal. Raul Jimenez deflected strike in the end, but I think it was Kilman's ball over the top two. Yeah, he got an assist yeah. for Jimenez that. still had a bit to do. I don't know how he got an yeah. assist because like, it's like 30 <laughs> seconds later. But... <laughs> Good knock, though. They all can. Nice oh, yeah, it was, it was a great knock, but... Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we move on to the more sort of disappointing game of the review, and it was... Uh, uh, Wolves won, Newcastle won. Um, took a long, long time for Wolves to, to get the goal, but it was that man again, Raul jimenez Finn, who opened the scoring for Wolves. But how frustrating was this game? Because for literally from the first minute to the last almost, Wolves just dominated Newcastle, but we just couldn't seem to find a break. And it was the only way we were going to score through a bit of intelligence or a set play. Well, I suppose the two combined for the goal that... I just know every game against Newcastle, they just seem to be able to shut us out. I mean, last season we actually improved a lot against those sorts of teams, but still 2-1-1s against Newcastle. It's just inevitable. I don't know why I didn't put any any money on it. But no, yeah, they, they're they good at what they do. But then you also look at that team where they're midfield three. It wasn't as if it was solid and defensive. It was like Almiron, Fraser, uh, Hendrick, wasn't it? And even, yeah, it was a really yeah. attacking team. But yet they it? still yeah. sat back. So you thought, surely they're not all there defensively. How are we not doing anything here? It was, yeah, it was just... It wasn't great. And then you could only really go down one side because Sace is good defensively. Sace is a wing-back that you play against a Man City or a Liverpool, not a, a Newcastle mm-hmm. they're going to sit back because it'd go to the left and he'd either cross it out of play or he'd come back again. And then it was just 
completely the opposite of what we saw. Sorry to go forward again. The other night, though, we were going forward. We were attacking. We were committing numbers. I saw Dendonka and Neves in the box, both together at the same time. You wouldn't have seen one of them against Newcastle. I think, like, I think when just... you play... Go ahead. Sorry, mate. No, no yeah, go on. That's... <laughs> I, th- I think when you play Saïs at left wing back, like our formation, the the, the left wing backs have kind of got a, f- a, f- a license to roam when when going mm. forward, and I think having Saïs there, I don't think he's great defensively at left wing back, but offensively you can just tell there was no balance. There was no balance whatsoever. Like Cody wouldn't be switching balls out to Saïs every single time. It was out to Semedo, to Semedo, to Semedo. Who, mm. by the way, has really, really pushed on. Really impressed with Semedo. Um, but you can just tell there's no balance, and then that makes us one-dimensional. Um, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of glad that Saïs didn't have, uh, didn't have a terrible game, but didn't have an outstanding game because I think that really did put the the brakes on the Saïs experiment. But mm. It, it it was a really really frustrating game and um, we did we did create a few chances but again there was nothing clear cut and it just seemed very negative and and really just boring to watch the first fifteen twenty minutes we had a go and then it just stopped and Newcastle never ever looked like scoring but to be honest neither, neither did we and and I think that definitely was addressed in the Palace game but it was mm. another frustrating performance where. I was I was bored watching Wolves mm. and I felt like that most games this season apart from the Palace game I've, where I've just felt like and the Sheffield United game like we are we're just rubbish to watch but I think but the, sorry, that, that's only highlighted when you aren't winning games if 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 we were absolutely terrible and shit house one and will every week I won't be talking about it mm. but obviously results are better, more important than performances but when the performances aren't turning out and you aren't getting results that's when it becomes a problem, but I think you've you've really got to point the finger um, at the wall and at Rui. I think I think he's trying to get the wall to push over a little bit, but uh, as a goalkeeper, you can't let it go around that side of the wall. Mm-hmm. And I still think he can save it. So I'm not going to be too harsh on Rui because we all know how outstanding he's been. His first season was a little bit inconsistent but last season and this season as well he's been superb and he's kept us in so many games so although he's in in for some criticism here um, it's probably the first time in months in a year where we've been like that That was Rui's fault so it's one of them Would you you're on about the sort of style of playing how we play would you rather us Play play crap football and win every week, or play really really attractive and really exciting football, but drop a lot more points. Like, what are you? What are you, as a football fan, as a Wolves um, fan, what would you prefer? Results for me, mate. Because no, if we don't win anything, if we don't win a trophy, no one's going to be like, I remember that team. Man. Played some lovely stuff. We finished thirteenth. You know, if <laughs> like we if we get to Champions yeah. League, yeah, like Swans alone, played brilliant stuff. Went down mm. next season. Yeah, like <laughs> if if we can if we like win a league cup or an FA well obviously not a league cup this season we bottled that as well but if we win like an FA cup or we get into the Champions League or we get into Europa League and or really achieve something and we scrape results I'm more than happy for that because it's progression and we've won something I'd rather us that than play the most beautiful brand of football ever and finish like tenth or eleventh because. You won't. We won't remember this team in ten years to come if we don't win anything, and that's what 
we need to do to really progress. I know Merson said, what have Wolves won? Nothing. And I do get that. And I don't think we've got the players. Um, and, we, and we've seen it against like Palace. Like We can really, really hurt teams. But that's why I feel like when we play with a handbrake on, we've got some really creative players who are really just kind of mm. nullified by our own system. That's the main it's frustration, really isn't it? Frustrating. Yeah, yeah, that, that's yeah. The thing. Like I mean, our own worst enemies at times. Really yeah. are. The, the whole size thing, thing, obviously, you played the, ignoring the Palace game, you played a few games before. Do, what do you think the main downfall? Because I personally didn't think he was that bad. But do you think the main reason why he was dropped against Palace was just because he's. I was going to say not that threatening going forward, but he, he even managed to get a goal that was just yeah, chalked off yeah, for a slight offside against Leeds. Like, he, he's, he's not looked ridiculously bad as he going forward. Or do you think Nuno just wanted to want a bit more agile, a bit more mobile against Yeah, Paris? it's not. I, I wouldn't say he played bad and it's all his fault. If I if you put Dendonka at right wing back and he didn't play well, I'd go, well, yeah, of course he ain't going to play well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Trying to plod up and down yeah. that side. Um but yeah, it wasn't as if he did anything. It's almost like on Football Manager or whatever. His little circle would be tiny, it'd be red, a wing back, and you don't expect a player to play to play well doing that. And as you say, he would have, he could have had what three? Has he scored? No, he's got. It would have been two, wouldn't it? Two goals in a few games from defensive positions, and he could have been looking at sort of player of this sort of six games, but. I don't know. He's really unlucky, to be honest, because he hasn't really played bad. As you say, the one thing that really frustrated me was the Man City game when he gave away that penalty when we were still sort of holding oh, on. That was the only real yeah. frustration that I've had this season, and that was from centre-back. But we know he's got that in his locker every 10 games to just, I don't know, kick someone for no reason. Um, but no, yeah, he didn't... As you say, like you said, I, I wasn't like, God, get Sace out of the team, but yeah, it's just you yeah. need it. It's horses for courses. When you're playing Crystal Palace, you've got to go for someone that's going to attack to, to break them down. So... Um, yeah, I was glad to see um, eight I, I, I come in. I get why Nuno's got the loyalty towards him because he's done in, and every time he's brought Sayson in from the out from the cold, in from the cold, in from the cold. Yeah, um, he's one of them. One from from the cold. Um, <laughs> yeah. He he has really he has he's, he's put a shift and he's had a good performance. I know he has his games where he's all reckless and at fault, but every time Nuno has brought him in. He's done a job, and he had he did do a job at left wing back. So I completely understand why Nuno has those loyalties to him. But as Finn just said, when you bring someone like Aitnur into the team, it gives us so much more balance, and we do look like an offensive team when you've got two natural wing backs operating on either side, who are a left footer on the left, the right footer on the right. I know I know Johnny's great, but I really feel like Aitnur gave us so much more. And just completely changed how we played. It was it was marvelous. I don't remember much of it, but I. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but from what I do remember, being in a um, in in a pub in West Brom, surrounded by West Brom fans, it, it was it was it was beautiful. I was going to I was going uh, to say with the, the whole Saison as well. Um, like you said, like he's been all right as anything, and I think it was almost a bit of a selection headache for Nuno because mm. he'd brought Kilman in and Kilman had done so well, and obviously Marcel. It seems like he was sort of only half fit as a left wing back, mm. and I think he's thinking Kilman's done well, but Sace has done well as well, and I don't really want to drop either of them. Um, and I think that's the the reason why Sace had carried on at left wing back because Aiden Ori was available for the game against Newcastle. Yeah. Um. And he, and and Marcel was because Marcel came on for a little while, so he could have played either of those, but obviously went for Sace and obviously uh, in the end, uh, he got he got dropped against Palace, which is the game we'll come on to now, 
Wolves back to winning ways, continuing a, a short and beaten run. A very, very good win against uh, Crystal Palace. A two-goal win in the end. Um, Matt, I'll, I'll start off with Finn, because obviously you don't remember too much about it. <laughs> I remember the first um, half, that's all that matters. <laughs> um, Finn, that was more like it, when it? It just looked so threatening going forward, Wolves did. It was, yeah, and just the pure sort of numbers. Uh, ironically, I'm going to sort of contradict myself, because I'm going to say it made such a difference with the first goal, as you see from Nori sort of getting into the box. But then I think back now, and Sacey's goal at Leeds was exactly the same, wasn't it? That wasn't counted. So yeah, I don't want to completely say, but yeah. as Matt said, it was just the, the balance there of having a guy that looked natural going forward, sort of pulling out little step-over skill moves, but not quite as exaggerated as Vinagre. Like, they looked like they had a purpose. Um, so it was, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So it was, it just, yeah, there was numbers going forward. It looked like a completely different team. It looked like a second-half performance, really, in that first half. And then you know... With Wolves, when it's 2-0, it's sort of shut up shop. And then we normally miss our one chance in the second half, just like Dendonka did in that game. But um, but no, yeah, it was just a completely different Wolves to, to what we've seen. I think Matt will have seen that as well. He'll have seen a blurred version of the new Wolves. Um, and I think <laughs> Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but you've sort of... I think that's a, a period done now, because we go into a, a period of harder games now. So... It, we're going to yeah. have to play differently to how we did in that game. We'll be more of the sort of sitting back, sort of Leeds-esque, so maybe we've got to be a bit more patient, having just seen a glimpse of what we can do against teams that, that will let us go at them. But no, yeah, it's good to know that next time a game like that comes around, we, we are capable of doing that. Mm. Yeah, but what do Wolves, do Wolves need to sit back, though? Like, Matt, don't Wolves, especially... I know it's Leicester and Southampton, but... Maybe, you know, against Arsenal, Liverpool, which are the games after that, you know, they're going to be more mm. tricky. But the, the games against Leicester are a similar sort of quality to us, I'd say. Don't Shouldn't Wolves be going for that game? Shouldn't Wolves be attacking a lot We're more? better than Leicester. Yeah. I, I don't but, see the, the hoo-ha around Leicester. I think they're very much there to be got at. But just going going a lot back to the Palace game, like, again, they were there to be got at too, and it was nice for us to really have a go and... Like I said, having a left footer on the left and a right footer on the right in the wing back positions, it draws simple, it draws it? up <laughs> over it, it, it yeah it draws mm. other players out. Where if you've got Johnny playing on the left, who's right footed, he's always trying to like I know he does get down the byline, but cutting inside. But because those wide fullbacks drift out, that leaves gaps in field where you've got Neto and Pedence who are cutting inside as we saw, and it was it. That kind of movement and pulling pulling players about is what is what created us the goals. Um, so I think it is really positive. And like I said with Kilman, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Like they're still young players, and you know they're going to have inconsistencies. But ain't Nuri does look like the best left back in the world. Cafu um, <laughs> <laughs> and Roberto. Yeah, Carlos he's. Now, I mean yeah. that finish was. If if him and his scores out, you're saying bloody hell, that is an astute finish. Mm-hmm. Like what a goal. But it's just his his ability to carry the ball forward so with such close control and his bravery to really have a go and take play. Like, he just looks natural beating his man mm. um, and doesn't mm. look half bad defensively either. So I think it was probably one of the most impressive Wolves debuts I've seen, I've seen in a while. So hopefully we can, we can have more of the same. But we need to get at teams like that. We need to get at Southampton, who, mm. who I do think are a good side and I really like Hassan Hootel. But just don't give you need to get at Leicester. Yeah, I don't know. And we need to get at Southampton. And there's no reason why we can't pick six points up. And then that gives us the option then against Liverpool to maybe sit a little bit deep and soak up the pressure and then 
hit them in the second half. But again, there's no reason why we can't beat Arsenal too because they're so inconsistent. When we play like we did against Palace, I'm like, we can we can take the games, people. But when we play against how we did against Newcastle and Leeds, I think perhaps we need to sit back. It's weird. Depends what Wolves turn up. Yeah. Yeah, but I, th- I think, uh, like, you know, the Palace game, uh, obviously Finn, they had a, a pretty good early goal disallowed. Um, and I think it was crucial. The Wolves literally got the ball down the other end and that's when Aiden Ori's goal was, obviously just to kill, you know, or to carry on that momentum for us. Um, but then obviously saw saw Pedence score as well. Just like you said, the way that Wolves were getting the ball, coming forward in numbers, and we were getting the ball in the box a lot. We mm. and it wasn't as if we were just lumping the ball in the box. Dead Donker was making these really positive runs forward. Like you say, he had that chance in the second half, but he had a couple of chances where you know he had headers at goal. Bolly should have scored oh, yeah, as well. I, I, I don't know how he didn't score that earlier on in that half as well. Just a free header for him, but. Overall, just a really much more positive performance. And you know what? We scored two fairly early first-half goals there, like the game against Sheffield United. And you don't have to get out of second gear, or first gear again in the second half, because you've done the work. Um, And we know, as much as anybody else knows, if Wolves have got a two or three goal lead, you know, defensively, we'll be absolutely sound. Mm. There'll be just literally zero pressure on us. Unless Wembley, yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, (laughs) <laughs> Quickly talk about the red card. Uh, obviously, Milivojevic got sent off. I personally felt it was a red card. Any of you sort of oppose it? Do you think any of you think it was harsh? Yeah, there was a red, red card, card Matt, late on. In the, can you remember it? Yeah, no, <laughs> I do. I do remember that because I was drinking seven points deep. Someone and the rest, fucking hell. Um, they were like, someone's been sent off, and I was like, oh, are we still winning? Uh, I, I thought I'd just get battered in the first half because it's shit, and then try and sober in the second half when we actually come out of the blocks. But it was quite the opposite. But it's a red card. If Matinho's foot's on the floor, he breaks his ankle. Um, and we had a similar one with Bolly a couple of years ago. Remember, Bolly uh, was Bernardo Silva won the ball, yeah. but sort of followed through yeah. got the red card. So I compared yeah. it to that. And but I think like I think the eight Nori tackle was probably a penalty. Oh, massively. Um, oh, on Zaha was it? Yeah, I think that's a penalty. Um, so perhaps we did get I away with one, but. I think the thing is, with ones like that, I don't think that it's like... I think VAR now has sort of started to settle down slightly. I think it does depend on who is the video assistant referee as well. But like stuff like that is like... It's not clear and obvious, I don't think, for the referee. Yeah. Mm. So, so I know it's a fairly big decision there, but um, I don't think Palace made a huge deal about it. We, maybe, yeah, we did get away with one there, but... Zaha as well. Ain't Nori got under his skin a little bit, didn't he? So in that second half. Nineteen years old, he doing scoring on your debut and rattling him. Oh, did you dream. see? Did you see just after he got booked as well? I don't know who he was. I think he was might have been to Nuno. He was being like proper sarky as well. Zaha. Yeah, and then I saw Bolly giving him like a few little pushes. Was... Yeah, he was like, "Come on, just yeah. wind, poke the bear, poke the bear." So if you put no, um, but now I think when you talk about Nori defensively, I saw a stat today that he made one tackle and it was that one. So yeah, it was that one. <laughs> so yeah. He was a lucky boy, really, but. Like you were saying with VAR, I think, for example, that was more of a penalty than Salah's at the weekend. But I think when the referee gives something, it's harder to overturn. Like if if they'd have given that pen- yeah. penalty to Crystal Palace, the referee had given it, it wouldn't have been overturned. It was one of those sort of, as we say, it's mm. it's a strange situation that we're in until everything's well, so ironed out. Pen- it was a penalty. But yeah, I, I, agree. I couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see that one uh, yesterday, um, the Brighton game? Mate. Graham Scott literally went back to VAR to check, and he still didn't overrule. Well, I didn't. I didn't see. I'd fallen asleep by that one actually. But the first with Doherty, you see what Doherty got away with? 
grabbing Trossard nah, around the neck. Like, and it was just he, oh, nah. awful. The VAR in that I game. I never ever want to hear Wolves fan criticise me for Doherty slander ever again. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah. he's been found out. Like he was brought in to replace Aurier, and Aurier's played more games than him because he's utter shit in a back four. That's but why have they he brought really... him for a back? Do you know what I mean? Like Arsenal have gone to a back five. Surely it would have been better than buying him or someone that plays a back five. Why have just, why have they brought him to play in a back so four? So off the pace. My mates are Tottenham Hotspur season ticket holder, and when they signed him, he's like, "Oh, what's he like?" Like he's looking at his his output. Like, "Oh, it's going to be a really good sign." And I was like, "If you play him in a back five, he's really effective. If you're playing in a four, he's at his championship level at best." And he messaged mm. me before the last game. He went, "God, you're like, you're so right about Doherty. He's been awful." <laughs> He's like I, 15 million, he's a joke. He's I, saw a Tottenham, <laughs> I saw a Tottenham <laughs> fan tweet and they said, it will because he's in a back four, but they said he's somehow out of position defensively and out of position when they're going forward as well because the, it, the back four isn't allowing him to be in the right place. I do sort of feel I sorry for him. He's all the engine for no, it. No, and it's just, yeah. to play, it's so, so strange. Whether Hoiberg's dropping deep enough for him to be able to fly forward eventually, but it seems like a strange signing now. Up the dock. Well, anyway, as it stands during the recording of the podcast, Wolves are sat in sixth place in the Premier League, which isn't too bad at all, especially after a fairly, you know, negative-ish start. Uh, we've got the second best defence in the league as well. Uh, bearing in mind, we conceded four goals in a single game as well, so I don't think that's too bad at all. Um, so, yeah, not, not a ridiculously bad start to the season. And, and as you guys sort of alluded to earlier, we've got some tricky fixtures coming up. I think we've got three more um, this month. And then going into December, we've got a really tricky run as well. So it's quite crucial. I think the next two games, Leicester-Southampton, I think it's quite crucial that Wolves try and get uh, three to six points in those games just to give us a little bit of breathing space going towards the festive period. Um, we've got loads of questions, so big thanks to everyone that sent the questions in, uh, especially the Instagram crew. We had absolutely loads on Instagram, so big up to uh, the Instagram crew. all of you lot, the Instagram crew. <laughs> um, Instagram we, we've got a few on... on Corrupt FM. We'll start with the ones on, on, on Twitter now, because we've had a few on there. Um, quite a a, a different one to start off with Brad Fisher. Um, he says, what's your favourite thing about doing Talking Walls? Looking at Dave all day, no. every day. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> no, it's just, it, just interacting with like-minded Wolves fans. It's hmm. Most of it's positive, but I, 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 just, I just love it. I just love just to, as a name talking for just Talking Wolves. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd probably, probably say that, but it's when we, when we do something... And we get like good feedback on it. I'm like, oh, this is like amazing. Like it makes up for all the bloody hours that we put into it. But what about you, Dave? What's your favourite thing about talking walls? Is it well, bitches? I think no, yeah, not you. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's all the birds we get. No, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, like you say, like when people are messaging questions, like, oh, I love the content, by the way. And like I've had, I, I don't really like bringing this up. But I've had like a spell at work where like people are saying, oh, are uh, you Dave as a you party? On YouTube? Yeah, oh, <laughs> I've like, got a name there, Dave. Want to pick it up, lad? Uh, uh, I've had like, I've, like wearing a mask at work, and people are like, like looking at you, like, is, is that Jack who, who I think it? I had a customer call say, um, "Does your brother do YouTube?" I was like, "No." I said, "I do YouTube." He's like, "Oh yeah, yeah. We watched your podcast on our TV last night." I was like, "This is really awkward." <laughs> so yeah, but like stuff like that. I think the the feedback and just knowing that. We're not just sat here doing it for the sake of it. Like there are people that enjoy it and get insight out of it. What about stuff what like about that, you, so. Finn? I always find it weird if, like, 
it's not happened many times, but someone comes up and asks for a picture. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, oh my God, like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> it's mental. I remember when we were at um, the Besiktas game at home, Finn and that lad, like, was like waiting by you for like 10 minutes. I was like, is he with Finn? And then, like, asking for a picture. It was just, oh, yeah, it's just yeah. mental. But do you, do you enjoy stuff like that, Finn? Because I mean, you get it a lot more than Dave and I. <laughs> <laughs> um, my my mum gets scared whenever anyone because she doesn't like people knowing that we exist. I, you know what I mean? Like, I think adults are scared. Glad of you're all over YouTube. You're everywhere. <laughs> know, yeah, she's like, we can't show our living room, especially now. Um, but no, no, yeah, I love it. It's like it, uh, it's weird to think that like numbers on a screen, as you say. So say like the review gets three, four thousand views. You put that amount of people in front of you, and it's that would be so scary. Like. Throughout school and stuff, I was the most nervous kid. But then I can we can go live or whatever. And if there's a couple of hundred people, it's 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 a strange thing, isn't it? It's sort of it's brought out. I, I know it's getting a bit deep, and we're talking about wolves, but like a confidence in me that I didn't thought I had. So it's been it's been amazing all around, really. Yeah, it's been fucking hell. We don't want your life story. Jeez. I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's class. Tim, isn't it mad though? Like your your like viewing numbers or subscriber numbers, like you could fill more than you and more, like with the people that subscribe to you. Well, that's even more if it's socially distanced. Fill it yeah. a few times. But, yeah. um... A lot of your audience <laughs> are younger though, aren't they, Finn? I mean, you know, a lot of them are. They're Mexican. Yeah, and you've like yeah. cornered Mexico, which is unbelievable. <laughs> but yeah, I think just the feedback really that we get from Wolves fans are what makes it worthwhile that's a lovely question we've never been asked that yeah yeah well he's asked another one uh, brad as well and he said how far do you think wolves can go playing three at the back oh god uh, I, I don't i don't think it's much of an issue playing three at the back but you we've just got an attack games as well i mean chelsea won the premier league with a back three as long as we, yeah. as long as so we bomb on like we did with the four backs against palace then we can persist with it but yeah. if not then we don't like we don't need to play like five at the back defensive um, against like the likes of West Bromwich Albion. Mm. That's going to be clicked yeah. up, isn't it? <laughs> but I think that's the key. When is... they get their two wins a season, <laughs> but that's also key that Chelsea was a three, wasn't it? It wasn't. It was like yeah. Victor Moses and Alonso absolutely bombing on. We're not necessarily yeah, like that. So. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but I think like, we haven't really spoke, by the way, much about Nelson Semedo. He's had a couple of shaky moments in his first game or so, but he's been brilliant the last few games. But I think if you've got someone like Aitnuri, who is like an attacking wing-back, you've got someone like Semedo, who is an attacking wing-back, you know, you, you have got that element, sort of. They did Chelsea, operate like midfielders, which is what we need in that system. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whereas because Vic, Victor Moses, he had like they had like Hazard still ahead of him and so on as well. So yeah. they almost had like when they were going forward, they had one. Well, they had like five or six players all rushing to forward. Be fair, and that's sort of similar to how we played. As some well. has got Hazard in front of him now, and <laughs> <In> little damn <laughs> yeah. <for> dense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, we've got another. Well, we've got a few questions about Darmatory already, so we'll try. I'll try and round them up. Sort of similar. We've got uh, Black Country uh, Lobo, who's at Dodgy Wolf, and Kyle Fontaine. Kyle is a, a football fan from Canada, so he's got fairly low football knowledge. He can't understand why Traore hasn't been in the starting lineup much, so he wants us to explain that. And uh, Dodgy Wolf says, "Do you think um, the fans think Adama is in Nuno's plans, or do you think we should cash in on him in the summer or January?" Uh, what do you think, Matt? I think he's definitely in his plans. I think the new contract that he's signed, which he, he's already pretty much done, isn't it? I think um, is rumored to. Yeah, I, th- I think yeah. that's 
criticise a lot and Neto and Pedence have tactically not playing bad are they? they're, they're not right. but tactically they're so much more aware than Traore yeah um, yeah I agree with that especially when we press from the front Traore never presses well they always break the trap they break the press around Traore because he can he, he hasn't got a footballing brain he has improved with that but I don't think Nuno really trusts him from the start at the minute um, but no one wants to be an impact sub. But listen, the season did. We've only played like what ten games. There's going to be there's going to be plenty of opportunity for him. And I think if Neto or Pedenta have a stinker of the game, Traore would be straight in. He would be straight in. But it's um, it is a weird one. But he's definitely in his plans. And I don't I don't think we could cash him because what we value him at and how important he can be to us. No one would be willing to pay it, especially with him not even. Start in many games this season. I don't think anyone would pay it. So he really, he really is a, a massive asset to Wolves, though, in what he brings and how he gets us up the pitch. But we just need to see a little bit more from him when he does come on. Which is, again, it's not really his fault. But yeah, if you see a little bit more, stake a bit more of a claim to start, then um, he's probably our most most effective player on his day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think about that, Finn? Do you agree with that? Like Neto and Pedence just seem they seem to know what they're doing a little bit more. They seem to have a sort of a, an idea of what direction Wolves actually want to go. Yeah, in. and I think it helps if you look at the last few games, they're much more Neto and Pedence wingers. That, For example, like Pedence can operate much better in a tight space or whatever than Traore does because he'll want to... I think Traore will be better in games against Liverpool and Arsenal that are coming up that will maybe afford him the space to be able to get in behind. So when he's coming on against teams when we're one up, I think that's when he's it's best to come on when we play the likes of Newcastle and Crystal Palace because then there's actually some space for him to exploit. But as you say, from the start... Force some back as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's, I'm not exactly concerned. He hasn't done much from the bench so far. I think... Did, did he start at Sheffield United? I remember him having a good game, but I think he came on, didn't he? He had a few good he chances. He started wing-back, didn't he? Oh, of course he did. Oh, of course he did, yeah. And then Oscar Burke, yeah. Um, <laughs> But no, yeah, I'm not not concerned at all. I think it took him a, it took him a while to get going, and as 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 um, as much as we hyped him up last season, there was only three goals in there in the league, and so so to say he hasn't scored yet from any of these appearances, and I know there was a lot of assists, but yeah, I, I'm not concerned. And as you say, with a contract, that's the the biggest way of sort of showing that he's in the plans, and I'm sure we'll see some some well left backs deaths. Soon, Robertson. I'm sure he will be looking forward to it again. Hasn't even been that bad though. Like he no. pretty much roasted his man every single time, and he's cr- yeah. he just hasn't. It's hard to judge as well off the short yeah. cameos that he's having. It's, I think yeah. if you if you give him like 45 minutes for bringing him half time, so it will change the game on his head. But yeah, I think if you start him, it's too much of a risk for Nuno at the minute. So and um, I think with it's, tactical. It's a weird one. With the flexibility yeah. as well, I think Neto and Pedence give you that sort of, you can go with the two up top and Neto drops a bit deeper, whereas you need a Dharma out wide, out and out, don't you? So yeah, it's, there is a lot it's of so fluid. Season, isn't it? Yeah, mm. it's yeah, so yeah. fluid are those three. Yeah, Neto and Pedence like, were swapping wings like or sitting on the same wing during the game against Palace. Like, they, were, they were brilliant. But yeah, I don't think... It's harsh, but I don't think Adama's quite got the, the brain, the footballing brain yeah, to so. do that. And so... Yeah, sorry, I've got Finner's channel up on on my other monitor, and the related searches, the top search is Finner's sister. Um, apparently, that's what people search a lot Can on you YouTube. Believe it? So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Can't believe so it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, that is true, by the way. I'm not even joking. I know. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, awful. La- 
Last question off Twitter anyway. Uh, it's from Howler, who's got loads of numbers in his uh, Twitter at. With all the new deals the club have done with outside stores, do you worry that the f- club will burn out the fans' goodwill? So basically, I think he's meaning obviously all the deals with Manscaped, which you can find a link to in the description. Uh, they've got one with, is it Trezo? I think the headphone. Oh, the headphone. Yeah, and then they've got head. clear. Is it that? And then they've got a thing. Oh, I can't remember what it's called. Aeroset. Aeroset. That's um, it. But then all their own, their own clothing stuff as well. Do you think they're trying to rinse fans of money or do you think it looks bad that we're getting partnered with all these people? Personally, I don't think so because it's just extra money and if you don't like the clothes, just, just really, don't buy them. It really does warm me up yeah. this because it, this is a, it's a great way for Wolves to drive revenue through other streams that we probably have never done before. I mean, when was the last time Wolves, if ever, had a, an official grooming partner like... It shows that the club are progressing. It shows that these big brands are wanting to partner with Wolves, paying them sizable chunks of money just to be associated with the club. And it's money that comes in, and it and it's it's good brand awareness, and it's part of being a commercial powerhouse. Because they've partnered with Manscaped, doesn't mean that you have to buy a razor. Unfortunately, mm. oh, they, oh, they are <laughs> they are good. It's it's not that like you don't have to buy it but I don't see why there is a problem. It's not selling out, it's part of growing. The same the same fellow who moans about us partnering with these brands is the same fellow who moans that we're not spending enough in the window. So, yeah, yeah. it really, really winds me up. Yeah, I agree. Um, Instagram now, big up the Instagram crew. That's the last time I'll say it, I'm sorry. Instagram. Um, Tom, uh, <laughs> Tom Russell on uh, Instagram. He asks, who do we think the most underrated player is at Wolves? Dead Donker, I'm going to go with. Yeah, I think that's a good shout. I wouldn't have said that last season, though. I've always been a bit of a sceptic, but this season he's been brilliant. We're beating him we, with him in the middle. Yeah, he's I been think. brilliant. Starting. Definitely. He's yeah. going to add a few goals, I think, this season as well. Yeah, definitely unnoticed as well, isn't he? Like, you don't see. When you look at the stats, you go, wow, what? Look what he's. But you don't. It's not immediately obvious. But yeah, underrated. I think Pudence could easily. Like people are starting to wake up yeah, now to how good he is, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Harry uh, Hodge has asked uh, the situation on left wing back. Do we think Aitnori could displace Johnny when he returns to full fitness if he plays like he played against Crystal Palace on Friday? I think it's there's a few questions yeah, on this. I think different strokes, different folks, isn't it? I don't think it's going to be one size fits all for every game. I think Johnny might mm-hmm. play. Some games, I think, I know, especially with him being so young too. Johnny's got to be your first choice, really. Um, he's he's consistent. Saying that though, Johnny's played at centre half, Celta Vigo. I don't think he could do that in the Prem because it's a different different game, and I think he's yeah. too small. But he is versatile. He can play either side, and we need options in those fullback areas. But if it's a game where you need to contain, then Johnny's is the one. And if you've got a game against like Palace, then ain't Nuri for sure. But whether either or is going to be happy with that, I don't know. But it's a, it's a very good headache to have. Yeah. What do you think, Finn? Yeah, I'll complete the cliches because I was going to say horses for courses. So I think <laughs> we've covered them all there between us, Matt. But no, yeah, it's like... <laughs> different it is strokes, like that. different folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but no, yeah, I think it, it, it is sort of when you're coming up against your Liverpools and Man City's, your... Um, Johnny's going to be better there but also even just having them three in a squad you basically with Johnny being able to play both sides it's, it's that's massive because you basically covered then um, I know Marcel's sort of coming but then he can cover centre back as well so 
there's nothing wrong with like every team. Man City have got you know Walker, Cancelo, Cancelo, Cancelo. I don't know yeah. Mendy, Zinchenko. You can't. Oh, you've got to have more than one for each side for a squad. So I think we're yeah we've got one that's more defensively minded, one that's more um, going forward, and that's that's a good thing really. Isn't it? There's nothing nothing wrong with that. And if we can get a guy that can bag five, six, seven goals um, from each wing back, really, you could probably be expecting five from Samedo and. Eight Nori going forward, or eight Nori and Johnny combined, then it's only a good thing. Yeah, I yeah, really, yeah. really have been impressed with Samedo, though. I thought against Leeds mm. he was shit. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he was rubbish. You get kept doing on the in the inside and stuff mm. in the overlap. He just looked like a fish out of water. But he's such a just, different type of wing back, isn't he, to Doherty? Oh, I think. Yeah, and he's just he's, just, he's an intelligent he's player as well. Like you can see that he's he, he like he knows what he's doing and he's. I mean, Barcelona don't play a five at the back and he's come in and done pretty much a new system to him and he's, he has done really, really well. I mean, that ball for Pedence and stuff. I know Pedence makes a run for the Palace goal, but it's, yeah. a, it's a great knock and he's come inside to draw the other player out to make the angle. Really, really impressed. It's sort of... Yeah. I, I was going to say that, like, he, he still looks a bit suspect a couple of times defensively for me, but... Just at, going forward, like Newcastle game, um, everything was coming through him in the first half, and the the Palace game, he he was brilliant. He just you could tell that he played at a really good level. And bearing in mind, he, he played with Messi in front of him as well, mm. so still does. <laughs> he had a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, move on to the next question. Evan McDonald has asked uh, Finn. I'll ask you because I don't know if you know about it. Um, what's going on with the stadium development? Oh, no, yeah, I've got no yeah. idea. It would have been the perfect time, wouldn't it, really? If I don't know what the situation is with construction, whether it can go on, but... Yeah, it, it can, can go it can. on, but I, I don't think they've had the thumbs up yet by the council anyway. No, so. or the guarantee sure on when going. they're going to, like, return on investment, when they're going to get that money back, when are they going to be able yeah. to get people in. But, yeah, if you'd have said, I don't know, maybe two years ago, maybe they could have planned for this amount of time with no fans in the stadium, it would have given them time, but it just hasn't fallen right, and... They're going to have to do it bit by bit, aren't they? Really, um, I think the Steve Bull is the most pressing one because it's um, been there a long time, and there's there's lots of problems developing with it. But um, that is the stand, not the the guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, he probably His knees the same. have gone <laughs> dodgy knees. But, um, but no, yeah, it, it, they'll get around to it eventually. And it's it is it's been a because on the face of it, you could go well. There's been loads of time for them to do it, but it just hasn't. It's not that simple, is it? So yeah, we'll no. see. I, uh, I I took some pictures and did got some videos of uh, Molyneux because I'm sad. Um, probably like <laughs> it's probably it's got to be like two or three four months ago, and it was deadly eerie. No one was around. It was a lovely day, and even in like the blistering sunshine, I looked at the Steve Ball stand and thought, "Fuck me, this needs knocking down tomorrow." <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah. It's absolutely disgusting to look at and I, I, I look at most things all around some wonders with gold tinted vision I looked at that stand and thought it's it's a disgrace like how, <laughs> how it's still there but that's got to be the first to go and I don't it's not safe on a match day too like how like how small the ter- uh, turnstiles are and stuff and like people queuing and it's just it's just a nightmare isn't it sinking there as well yeah, like, sinking isn't the foundations yeah yeah that's, that's why probably it's going to take a lot of work as well. Um, next question off a friend of the podcast, Ad Sidaway. Um, are you wor- well? This is the number one actually. Are you worried about Johnny's place in the team? We sort of answered that one. So uh, 
Uh, thanks, Ad, for the question. Um, good one here from Sam Beacon. Um, he has asked, do players such as Meriton Shabani or Theo... I think it's... Cor I'd say Corbinu, but um, yeah, Mikey Burrows says Corbiano. Uh, and Theo Corbiano, who have been performing well for the under-23s, do they deserve a look-in on the first-team sheets on a match day? Any, any, either of you watched much of the 23s recently? No, I've got a job and all. <laughs> yeah, that's the beauty of working from home. I've caught them all. Um, but, but, <laughs> yeah. but I've, I've watched them all as well too. yeah it was good on YouTube because you can do the little um, pop out so I'm still working on my Mac screen and then you can do the little pop out in the corner it's good um, but no yeah um, I think Shabani's sort of quotes in the week were really interesting I'm not quite sure it was true he was saying he was meant to go to Ajax <laughs> yeah. to replace Frankie de Jong I was like steady, <laughs> steady on mate but no yeah he looks good he looks like a, a sort of a, a class above the players that he's playing with. I know, like when we went to that um, under twenty three game at Molyneux, and you could see Gibbs White was sort of like not belonging to that level, and Shabani sort of yeah. like that um, got a consolation goal. Well, not a consolation, a winning consolation goal. I basically got a late one that didn't matter today. Um, but he, he he looks really good, and Artisawi, I think, is a a player that will maybe. A type of play that we're we're crying out for more than a Shabani. I mean, you've got he's an absolute mate, unit. He's, oh, yeah. I wish I looked like that. But no. He wasn't in the team today, which makes me mm. think that he's obviously been he, with the the first. Yeah, and he was on the bench. He was for, in the squad, yeah, man. Crystal Palace. Yeah. But like, you've got not even got Vitinha on the bench, and we're meant to be forking out twenty million for him. So whether an, another creative midfielder, or Corbiano's playing up up front, isn't he? He's more of a winger, but playing in a two or well, right winger. Strike. Yeah, he out of the two at the moment. I think Shabani's been quite quiet this season. And today against uh, Fulham, I know he scored the goal, but he didn't. He wasn't. He wasn't fantastic. But it's hard for attackers at the moment because you, I don't think the twenty threes haven't got like an out and out striker mm. anyway. But he wouldn't get in the team. And the wingers, you'll struggle to get in the team as well. Shabani, I think unfortunately for him, he's better as a number ten, which Wolves don't really play, which we've seen a lot with a couple of players. Um, Corbiano is good. He's so quick. He's so he's so skillful and quick and tall yeah. as well. So I think he's definitely an option. Um, but with Wolves being out of the League Cup, with us being in the league, I think I can't see any of them breaking into the first team short term I anyway. Really get, I don't really um, get the Vitinha one. It's all. It's, mm. I, but I, what? He's what? Why would he, he, again, he was another one. Like Finn said, he played in the 23s last week and he was just a level... I know they lost last week, but he was a level above. Like You can tell he's a yeah. he played first-team football. Mm. But I just think he's too lightweight to play the way we play unless you go with three, three in yeah. the middle. So, he's a, a weird he's one. one he's like the one. nice to have, isn't he? Sawi, he's either an absolute animal or he's just really, really complacent. Mm. Like, yeah. where... In the games he's playing, it'll be a little bit dilly dally and use his size to really get out of out of like tricky situations. Where if you're playing Premier League football week in week out, sometimes you're not going to be able to do that. Like your size <laughs> doesn't always matter, which I keep telling myself. Um, <laughs> but it, 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 and that's why you should use manscapes, <laughs> right? <don't> <laughs> yeah, if you want your bollocks to look like soul back, and then manscapes is here. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my word! Yeah, he, well, he uses his 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 size so does brush like little little lads apart uh, out of the way, and I don't really think you can always do that in the prem. So yeah. there's definitely a player in there, but I've never looked. I've never seen someone look so unnatural with a ball at his feet yet so convincing. 
It's weird. I watched. He he's been really good this season. Playing as like just in front of the back three, and like someone put um someone put a compilation of him on there on YouTube as well from his highlights from last year or two. And he's like some of the like the mm. games like against Liverpool. He just picks up the ball from the back, and he's so quick. It's ridiculous. Like it's on the commentary. Well, I think it's a, brings the ball. It's out a ridiculous from, comparison. Mm. He's. He's a bit like Adama in a sense, like you, like what you said. He's a bit like complacent at times. He, he brought the ball um, out from the back, and then it was and from the centre half, a lot around the length of the pitch, and the commentary went, "Number five's off again, isn't he?" <laughs> like just like <laughs> ran down the pitch again. <laughs> Number yeah. five's gone again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I would be interested to see because I think that's what like, we've been screaming for, like a big like box to box ball winner, and I think uh, it'd be interesting to see him get some game time but like the, the game against Palace like it was done with like five or ten minutes to go and like I wanted to see Sil- Fabio Silva on earlier yeah. or Otto Sawi on earlier like, or if, if he came on and like, Silva can't come on in like the 90th minute and he's played like three minutes of stoppage time so like what's the point mm. you know it's, it's horrible for his goal record as well isn't it Silva like yeah. I always think about that because yeah. then you, you just know on Twitter someone's going to go all oh, three appearances no goals 35 million when he's played a combined total of 14 minutes or whatever six minutes yeah, yeah it's like yeah, Jimenez yeah. when we signed yeah. him innit when he'd be playing that was Jimenez yeah, time, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah Um we'll move on to the next question it's from Johnny and not the left wing back it's John underscore Gonsalve 01 why has Jean Martino not been in the starting lineup recently is it because players like Nevers and Dendonka have been amazing or is age catching up to him? He's definitely he's definitely slowing down, isn't he? he yeah, he's, in terms he's, of like, yeah. he's a good option. To, he's a good option to have, but I uh, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be starting him in many games. It's really it's, it's a real shame. It, I feel like it's when you start to grow up a little bit and you see that you start to notice that your grandparents are getting on, <laughs> and you're thinking. These haven't got long left, and this is horrible. And that's, that's how I feel sometimes watching Matinho because he has like captured my heart in so many ways since he He's started forgetting my playing name. for Wolves. And yeah, like he doesn't even know what I look like anymore. He scored an own goal. He forgot which net. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's obviously not that bad. But like, when you start to see like age catching up with him and like just a little. Little like yard off the pace, which my nan admittedly is a couple yards, not a, not a yard. So, um, it. Yeah, I, I mean, he's still great to have around. He still adds a lot to the team just because of who he is. But I, I he can't be like the first choice central midfielder. I don't think. It's no, not got it not, in him. Not not with a two in the middle. No, no. Um, Martin Davison. He's like we've sort of just touched on it. Do you think the criticisms of Fabio Silva are fair, especially concerning price and less impressive game against Stoke? What can you crit? I thought he was all right. I don't think he can against crit- Stoke. I think he was okay at Stoke. People just judge him off on that mischance, don't they? Mm, yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a sitter. To be fair, I'll give him that. But the thirty-five million is for a few years. It'll be worth that in a few years. It's an investment, isn't it? So, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, if you're buying him on Football Manager or whatever, it'd be way more than that. So. No, yeah, it, I've got no concerns, and it, it's the perfect. As we said when we immediately signed him on a podcast, I think it was a few days later. Is it's the perfect thing instead of having like a Nelson Oliveira there to sit on the bench, we've got a player that we can now develop and oh and bring through as the next him, like grow your own Jimenez, like we said with Vitinha was a grow your own Matinho. So I think we've done it perfectly. I've got no no worries about got, it unless he misses a few more. I think as well, like if you're 
an 18 year old lad in England and you go you get you go to another country to work where the, the first language although you're surrounded by people who speak your language isn't the language that you know and you've come abroad with this massive reputation and price tag it's mm. it's a lot of pressure on him it's massive massive pressure and he knows that and I'm sure he will come good but give give him give the lad a chance he's a kid like it's not his fault we've paid 35 million for him like how many players have we seen it though with at Wolves like, it's taken them at least 6 to 12 months before we see the the proper player Adama mm. De Donker you know so many players like if it, it sort of this time next year or, or the end of next season if he's still not done much then I think people have the right to you know have a, have a groan or whatever mm. but yeah when you've got like a kid of that age coming in massive price tag um, you know not like you say not speaking the, the sort of native language and so on like it's just probably, what six seven games into the season mm. jeez like with barely you know. any minutes so yeah, it's a shame we went out yeah, of the league cup, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. It would have been not just to get a few ninety minutes under his belt there, but it wasn't to be. You can't criticise him yet, man. It's a, mm. it's ridiculous. Like some fans really do frustrate me. Like you said, give him us two seasons, and if he's still not showing any glimpse of light, then yeah, criticise. But panic, like, God, like yeah. we're not even in. We only just got to November. We started in bloody what September. Mm. Uh, we've got still quite a few questions so let's try and smash through them before we finish off uh, Lewis or Louis Wicks Randy has said which signing that we were linked to in the summer do you think uh, Wolves should sign to improve the current team mm. can he remember who we linked to it's Corona time um, everybody get him left wing back yeah. <laughs> sell them all sell some <laughs> <laughs> Um, Dwight McStuff if we didn't get Minori yeah even though Vitunia can't even Can't get in the squad, it's weird, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, but with different kind Who are we linked with that sent me? Like Kondogbio we were linked with, who's gone to Atletico. Atletico, yeah. Yeah. No, I saw that. Uh, yeah, like Kondogbio would have been good. Yeah. Someone, someone like that, um, Frank Kess at AC Milan, or mm. I know I know it's my go-to, but Boubacri Samara at Lille. Like like, they are just like the perfect <laughs> midfielder for what we need, but it's not material. That's an avid watcher of a league. Mm. <laughs> Bloody Farmers League, mate. <laughs> Um, the Uber Reach uh, Premier. <laughs> yeah. Matt's favourite league. Yeah, definitely, mate. It's the only reason I watch it. Uh, <laughs> um, Robert James, he also asked about Adama, which we sort of touched on. So thanks for the question. Juan Quintero has said, should eight Nori start ahead of Marcel or Sace? I love your content, bro. Cheers, Juan. Um, nice, I mean, we nice sort of answered that as, as well. Yeah, <laughs> nice Juan. Um... I, th- I, th- I think Nori after that start against pa- uh, that game against Palace, he's got every right to start the next next game or so, isn't he? Yeah, has to. Yeah, yeah. I, I think. Um, um, well, Marcel was probably going to play there anyway, wasn't he? If um, if he hadn't got injured, so it's kind of been mm-hmm. like a really good turn of events. Not that Marcel's got injured. Blessing in disguise. That, yeah. that yeah. fella's made yeah. out of porcelain, and who knows he's got there? <laughs> dead and, But looking yeah. at the um, looking at this. Leicester team that are currently on to my left, they're re- really depleted. Like I th- as you're saying, I think we can go for it, like go at them. Playing three at the back, but it's like Christian Fuchs. Uh, I think Johnny Evans is injured, Soyuncu's injured. Go for the attacking wing backs, in in my opinion. Mm, definitely. I know I'm going to jinx this, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Jamie Vardy hasn't scored against us, or has got a dreadful record against us as well. There you go, clip it. Up. Don't remember uh, yeah, him scoring against us ever. 
Nah. He missed a I'm, sitter. Yeah, in pretty sure that was a start I saw the, last time. He's, I think he's only ever scored in a penalty shootout against us, which is in the league cup. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Trevor Lauren, uh, Lawrence has said, "What are our thoughts on Luke Matheson? When do you see him break into the first team squad?" I'm a big fan of his. Enjoyed seeing him at Rochdale. Mm. Yeah, I don't. Um, he played today, didn't he? he? Wasn't didn't stand out. Yeah, but he didn't even start. Oscar Burr's getting a nod ahead of him. Obviously, Oscar Burr scored in that 23s game. He was poor. He started one of the games and he was really yeah. poor. I can't remember when it was. I don't mind, but yeah. Um, Mate, the way he was bursting you see him today Finn the way he was getting into the box yeah. and his finish was great as well like, he looked really dangerous stat then if you think you got I, I know they were trying to move Burr on but like Hoover Matheson Semedo there's a yeah. lot, lot of in that right Hoover's going to be a centre half really mm, right. yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd play Hoover but like I think in terms of if Nelson got Vardy injured Vardy has just scored by the way would, you've jinxed it uh, <laughs> <laughs> if, if Nelson got injured it would be Probably Hoover or Burr next up, and I can't see you know. A Matheson would probably be third or fourth choice at I the moment. I think Johnny so. would switch over to be honest. If he's fit, oh, oh yeah, if he was fit mm. as well, yeah. So Matheson's got a lot of work to do, um, but yeah, he, he could be another one of those players that Wolves have signed with an eye, thinking you know what, there's a bit of potential there to sell on. So could be uh, one of the more ruthless investments um, that Wolves have brought in. Um, final question as well from Matt Malmberg. Should we be worried about Nevers' offensive output? He hasn't seemed as sharp around goal as of late, and I think it would help the rest of the team a lot if he was a more consistent threat down the middle. Agreed. His conversion rate must be like less than 3%. It's a bit of a mess. He has <laughs> become a bit of a mess, hasn't he? Yeah. He's not... Yeah. How many... He probably has a, a shot a game, doesn't he? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe shot every, yeah. every two games. I'd love to know the stats if anyone can pull it up, but... It's uh. Does he get any more promising positions? I've seen him in the box a couple mm. of times this season yeah. already. Mm. Yeah. Is it something it's like thirty four yeah. games? Yeah, one on one, didn't he? Leeds, it Leeds, he missed a quite a good chance. One on one, didn't he? Have? I mean, like you put your house on him to score normally. Like if if you had a one on one there, but um. Yeah, I think we need. We haven't really had many close range free kicks. That I can and he never takes so many. He doesn't seem yeah. like from the ones that I remember. It's like Matinho will take it or Neto will pass it off to someone. It's weird that they don't. Always give it to him. Mm. I think uh, I think yeah. it's a case for even like Den Donker and Neves playing further up the pitch and are going to be a more offensive threat. I think that's just like common sense. But I mean, Den Donker's got an absolute absolute thronker of a bloody right foot. Any like, mm. oh, he's uh, he can't half hit a ball. That would have been goal of the season if that one went yeah. in against Palace. Do you remember there was what? So, yeah, was, like you said. Yeah. Was it Jota's hat-trick goal? Yeah, and Jota poached it. Yeah, Mate, old school yeah. FIFA as well when he had his um, Anderlecht cards. <laughs> I remember watching it because he had a ridiculous shooting on his team of the season. I remember watching a few he did for, for Anderlecht as well. He, he can hit them. So, yeah, we'll see. We've, we've jinxed everything now, I reckon, so they're both going to score a, a Thunder Bastard. Him and Tillemans at end. Anderlecht. Oh, God, they were so good. Mm-hmm. They yeah. were so good together. They, I remember they played at Old Trafford, I think. Um and they like just took the piss out of Pogba and then played together <laughs> which, which I think Dendonka's done on most occasions against Pogba when he's played against him yeah. he's uh, yeah. I, I, I have criticised him over the past couple of years and I said if someone come in with 30 million and get rid of him but this season he's been he's been so good yeah he's, he's, he looks a bit leaner as well looks like he's lost a bit of weight yeah I think the looks trim like helps him as well a bit. <laughs> yeah 
True me, Esther. <laughs> right then, uh, these are all the questions for today. Uh, big thanks to everyone that sent them in on Twitter and Instagram. Um, has always been fantastic uh, to have you both, Finn. Uh, where can people find you if they wish to do so? On everything, the same awful branding. F I N E double R Z. Finn is how you wouldn't spell it. <laughs> Thank you. And Matt, what about you? Um, M Cooper writes, writes as in written. Uh, I'm very well aware, by the way, that it does look like I'm wearing lipstick. Um, <laughs> My lips are always, well. we always get point. comments like, oh, Matt's wearing his lipstick again. I, I genuinely don't wear lipstick. I've just got the biggest, reddest lips. Um, girls Ladies. literally died for these <laughs> lips. And it, like, it's, yeah, I don't wear lipstick, but yeah, keep the comments coming. <laughs> it does make me laugh. Interaction. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you can find me uh, at Dave as a party and obviously Talking Wolves on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and YouTube. And uh, of course, we've just released, well, it's been, they've been out for a while, but we've just released publicly the Talking Wolves Christmas card. Uh, which you can find on talkingwalls.co.uk alongside hopefully some more stuff coming out in the next uh, few weeks or so as well so keep your eyes on that but guys appreciate you uh, stopping by and listening to the podcast if you've listened on youtube be sure to hit the like button and subscribe if you've listened on apple podcasts be sure to leave us a review as well and uh, yeah big thanks to everyone listening and i'm sure we'll catch you all very very soon